Good morning. Welcome. We've got coffee. We've got baseball. It's coffee and baseball. We don't have original introductions, nothing fun of language, but we have coffee and baseball. I'm Bernie. And I am Ryan. And today, Bernie is on his iPhone recording. Yes. Let's see how this goes. We're pre-apologizing and switching computers. Not that we need to get into it, but that's... You know, let's get into it. Topic one, my, my new computer. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, new computer. Uh, we'll get these technical issues figured out. Don't worry to, to, the, to the six of you listening. We got you eight, covered. Eight. Eight is what eight, it claims. Well, to the eight listens, but six unique people. Two people are doubling up. Well, I'm going with eight. I'm going with eight. <laughs> Fair enough. Makes me, we're getting uh, closer to double digits, so... They say your first ten are the hardest to get. Well, you know, we're we're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, so let's uh, just dive into the news, Bernie. Uh, this yeah. this piece of news, I feel like, is mm, a solid five years overdue. Mm-hmm. At a minimum, I'd say a solid five. Uh, but the Rockies finally fire their GM, the GM that traded Nolan Arenado and paid. $50 million to St. Louis included in the trade. Yeah, and it was the, um, it was the, uh, what do you call it? The, I guess the um, Giancarlo Stanton style trade where you sign somebody to a mega deal because you're like, what a great season he just had. You know, he's an all star caliber player, you know, perennial all star. And then like, I don't know, a year later, you're like, oh, wait, money is money? Who Who's willing to take him for free? And just, like, we'll pay you to just take him. And uh, Which is unreal Nolan. to me. So many teams would have just given you prospects and would not have needed money in return. And for some reason, you decided to pay a team $50 million to take him. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I don't like this trend in baseball of teams deciding they don't want to play pay players and then just giving away those overpaid players who are like, it's dumb because it's like, of course, Nolan, you know, not only, I guess Giancarlo Stanton's overpaid. I don't think Nolan Arenado's overpaid, but it's kind of like, it doesn't make them bad players. And, and I wish that, like, I don't know, I guess for the sake of competitive balance, I wish they were, like, a little bit more compensated for giving up these all-star caliber, you know, bats. But uh, who knows? He's uh, He's been the general manager of, let's see, he was, he his name, by the way, is Jeff Brittich. Uh, Jeff British. what? British. British? <laughs> British. British. Not British, British. <laughs> uh, he, development of player personnel until 2014, and after 2014... I believe after 2014 season, Darren O'Dowd, the Rockies gentleman, resigned. British was head of the team starting in 2014. And I think that the big the big reason why I think this dude has been overdue to be fired, I feel like the Nolan Arenado thing is kind of like, it's what we all talk about. But what this guy really did was he just like continuously had these really, really good prospects. And in lieu of letting them play in the majors, he would sign these really, really middling veterans (laughs) 
to basically steal their playing time. So, like, he signed Ian Desmond to play outfield so that, like, David Dahl could sit and, like, Trevor Rogers and, um, and, uh, is it Zach McKinley? McKinstry, somebody like that. It's they just like and it's definitely all... not McKinstry because because uh, that's the that's that, the Dodgers. That's guy. the Dodger guy who's great. Rockies roster, and then we Google the word Rockies roster, and then we go to active roster. Yeah, the Rockies are a, a tough one because Ryan McMahon. Oh, <laughs> so close right. was Zach McKinstry. It's like they anyway, play in that field that's terrible. Uh, well, I mean, it's fun, but it's terrible. Um, you know, but they've got a, a... Again, it's a beautiful city. Uh, they're in a great division to be in because we always have at least two teams in this division that suck. Um, why not spend money and try to be good? It's like, there's no I reason. Mean, it's, and it's I love not- these things like, oh, we're a small market team. You're Denver, Colorado. you're not a small market team it's a really it's a fun baseball environment i've been there a couple times and it's always a pretty good time um i mean and it's not they spend money i just think they spend money really really dumb yeah really poorly really poorly i mean i mean ian desmond i brought up uh i mean even a guy like daniel murphy who sure he's a great player but like He's he was like thirty eight or something when yeah, they it signed a, it him. It was a little a little late when they signed him, and it was just like it, you, they just they have all these great young players, and they're just continually taking playing time away from them. I mean, I look at a guy like David Dahl, who for years was like, "Oh shit, this dude's coming, and he's going to be incredible, like top tier prospect for years." And every fucking year, they would not promote him. And at first, they were like, "Oh, you're manipulating his service time. That's stupid." And then it was like. Wait, you keep, like, signing veterans who were, like, okay and then playing them over him. And then finally they traded him to Texas this year, David Dahl. And, like, I remember thinking, like, did you ever even really give him a full season to, like, try and be good in Denver? Like, this is crazy. to me. And he's had, like, one – you know, I'll be fair. He's had injuries too, but it's it's still just, like, very – it's a very strange way that they went about things in Denver, and so like it's like I don't, I'm not even upset about the Nolan Arenado trade, which I think was like, it was a shitty trade. I think they kind of made him trade him. Like I think that owner, my guess is that ownership was kind of like, you fucked this up. Now we have to trade him. Like you are going to trade him because we're not paying this dude this much money when our team is like not even borderline competitive. But like it's all the decisions before that. It's well, all these great players that we just yeah. Saw. And then the question is, like, does Story uh, get traded this year? Oh, yeah. A million percent. He has to, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't have a guy who's, do, who's as good as Trevor Story on the last year of his contract on a team like the Rockies stay there and not get prospects in return. Especially... Yeah, no, you have to. I mean, their farm system is ranked like 27th or something. like It's something ridiculous. Like, they're not – they need prospects. The next piece of news is really interesting because I actually forgot to talk to you about this because I really wanted your opinion on yeah. what you thought. So yeah. MLB – I mean, I'm sure anybody listening knows this, but when uh, 
there are double headers, the teams only play seven innings. So if you have a double uh, header there, you know, again, you just play uh, a seven inning game and that's a complete game. Well, Bumgarner pitched a seven inning no hitter. Does it count? This game like broke my baseball brain. It really did. <laughs> I was like so many this is like the NLDH when I was like the sport purity. Nobody did it and it's awesome and like I can't decide. I'll say this. I've been on the fence maybe for a couple of years now about if I even respect a no-hitter. And I know that's going to sound crazy, but this game really made me realize that I think I only respect perfect games. And uh, I I mean, here's I I like your thinking. The only thing I don't like on that one note is, and I'm I'm biased of course because it happened to Kershaw. Was Kershaw got a no hitter instead of a perfect game because of a Hanley Ramirez error, right? Right. So I understand your thing of no walks. Uh, the walks. The walks. I understand, right? Because you're like, yeah. I mean, he didn't. Uh, allow a hit but he did allow a guy to get on base right and it's like if we're gonna moneyball this shit you know why yeah. are we pretending like a hit is this incredible thing and a walk is yeah this like a single a is thing. a wild difference than a walk it's, it's right. like no same exact same outcome thing. same fucking thing but the errors when an error because i it still drives me crazy to this day it was like a routine ground ball for him <laughs> and i get it i mean the guy in his head is probably thinking shit you know uh, Kershaw's pitching a perfect game. This is on me to make sure it keeps going. And then, well, and Hanley, Hanley was never a particularly strong defender. You know, and I mean, but he defended it fine. He just threw it terribly. I think he like <laughs> overthrew the base or threw it off, and it was like that was one pitch or one throw is the difference between Kershaw's perfect game and Kershaw's no hitter. That being said, uh, this this like. I first of all, you heard the post game interview, right? I did not. Oh my god! Go watch the post game interview. They ask with, him two questions. Oh, uh, okay. With Bumgarner, with Bumgarner, they go like, "Hey man, like, like, how's like, how was it? Like, you know, he was just like, yeah, you know, like, pitched pretty good tonight." And they were like, "One more question, like, how do you feel about like seven innings?" And he and like with the biggest grin on his face, he's like. You know, I just want to thank and his like super southern drawl. Just like I just want to thank Rob Manford for these great, great, great rules. That's all I got to say. And he just like runs away. It's like the way, just the, the level of fucking smarminess to this guy was so delicious. It's uh, so you, funny. Dude, too, you got to go watch this shit. It's hilarious. If I'm not mistaken, he has not had a good. He's been year. horrible. He's been so bad. I can't believe he no-hit the Braves, who I very famously anointed the World Series champions before the season started. Well, we're April, so I don't really consider April baseball uh, anything but, too concerning. May baseball. But, like, by, by April standards, he's been – his ERA is, like, 11 before this no-hitter or something. Yeah, that's what I wanted to look at. What is he pitching? He's been, like – he's been, like, really bad. Not, like, well, oh, yeah, like, four runs and yeah, six so innings. Like, you may be right because it's 6.3 right now. Like, post-seven-inning no-hitter, it's 6.3. Which is insane because – 
it's funny uh, when he was a free agent before the 2020 season. I think is what it was yep. when he was free agent. Yep, yep. There was this talk of like, oh, Dodgers may sign him, and uh, I was, I didn't want it because of my disdain for him. Uh, but on the same note, you're like, I don't know. Him and Kershaw are kind of the same era. It'd be kind of cool to see them on the same team together. It'd right? be weird, like, but it'd be cool. It'd be weird, but it'd be cool, right? You're like kind of thinking this thing. And then it never came to fruition. And I actually don't even think it was really that close. I think they were probably kicking the tires as they always do and didn't work out. Thank you. But then tires. he pitched uh, last season and this season. And both of them, I was like, well, glad we didn't do that one. Yeah, it's... It's tough. It's tough because Arizona. I mean, I guess pitchers kind of. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I want to blame Arizona, but it's not even. It's just him. Look, he's a regular season. He's a very. Uh, uh, he's like a solid pitcher in the solid. Season. Yeah, that's the best way I'm looking. He's like a number three. Yeah, regular season pitcher. He's like a really good. I think he's. I think he's a two. But you know, maybe I'm just a contrarian. But then the, <laughs> you know, postseason. I mean, he's. I think yeah, he's, he's the greatest pitcher that ever lived. Yeah, I think he's the greatest <laughs> pitcher that's ever pitched postseason. So it's like, I feel like I feel like you could make a really strong case that he is the best postseason pitcher of all time. I, I think you could make a really strong case. I would be surprised if the stats support it. I mean, right? He truly watching him pitch in the postseason uh, used to irk it's me incredible. so bad because he was so good. Didn't matter where you put him. Didn't matter how good he had been pitching the season. He comes in and all of a sudden it's like. Greatest thing he single seen. he single handedly won the 2014 World Series. Like I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says, he single handed he Absolutely. he effect, he won three out of four games. It's like that they needed to win. They needed to get one win outside of Madison Bumgarner to win a World Series. Think about that. Think about how crazy that is. Yeah, he's. I mean, <laughs> again, I uh, I'm not a big fan of the guy. I think he's a little too more too uh, old school. Yeah, like that. Oh, these rules that I feel like I make up in my head that you have to abide by. I mean, but, they're real. They're real rules in his head. They just well, they just, that's what I'm saying. Nobody else wants to play. <laughs> but he's also one of those guys. If he's on your team, you, you fucking you, love him. You love him. You love him. Oh, you yeah. know, he's just very old school. And the way that baseball's going, uh, you know, I actually we never we never talked about it. Quick tangent, please, uh, or maybe we did talk about it. But I loved how uh, when Tatis made fun of Bauer, that Bauer's response was basically like, "Yeah, awesome," you know. Yeah, glad he yeah, did. Yeah, we did talk about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I still just love that because it's like, oh, I troll him, he trolls me back. Great. Right. It's like when that's the, that's the whole thing about Bauer that I that, that I don't. And again, I'll, I'll I'll indulge your tangent. That's the whole thing about Bauer that I I I wish that the like mainstream sports media understood about him. It's not that like, I mean, he is an asshole. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Oh yeah, but it's absolutely. like he's he's kind of playing by the rule by like millennial rules, if you will. Like he's very sarcastic. He's he's not serious about most of the stuff he says, and like he also will like dish it out and take it. Like or like like he will take it just as much as he will dish it out. And like he plays by his rules in terms of like like he's not a. He's not a Mike Trout or like a, a, a like nineteen fifties you know style gentleman of just like very quiet, reserved. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. 
But no, like, I, I appreciate it. He's also it. like like someone trolls him back, and he's like, "Yep, this is hilarious. This is like I don't know. It reminds me of like just people I know." What I like so, though is honestly, it makes me less of a curmudgeon uh, in baseball, right? It yeah. makes me as a fan be like, "Yeah, well, why am I? Why why do I give a shit if he doesn't give a shit?" Right. You know, if he's not caring that that guy made fun of him, you know what? Then I guess I shouldn't care because that's stupid. You know, yep. I, I appreciate pushing the game forward. That was my tangent just because Bumgarner is very much. He's uh, the opposite, yeah. He doesn't like <laughs> if you do anything on the base paths, let alone even run them. Uh, Don't you so. dare fucking smile in front of Madison. <laughs> you dare look at him. Don't you dare do anything. What, uh, did, you, what did you think of the seven inning? No I, you know. I don't think it counts. I don't mean to be a, a dick. I think it's a very good game. I think he pitched an awesome game. Uh, right. Obviously, does it count as a no hitter? I, I don't think because well, you, you know seven innings especially is like what you hope a pitcher goes for. And <laughs> also, if a pitcher is pitching a no no, in my opinion, the seventh inning is truly the hump to get over. To see if you can make it through the eighth or the ninth, right? It's like your your seven is like your all right. Here I am, and now comes the toughest challenge. Right, is eight and nine. So, and there's some stat that they had out there that's like it's some ridiculous number. It's like in the last like five years, sixty pitchers have taken a no hitter through seven, and yeah. only like eighteen of them. Because I think mentally, I think all these things, eight and nine. I mean, I do agree that seven is kind of tough because I think six is truly like you get through it and then seven, eight, nine are kind of you're like, this is where it makes or breaks me. But yeah. I, I I don't well, think it's, it's, you know, again, though, on his resume, add another no hitter. Sure. You know, like he, it's, he, it doesn't really change his resume right. too much. So great. Give it to him. Uh, What's also tough too is that he in the seventh struck out the heart of the he struck out or not struck out he got out Acuna Freeman Ozuna yeah the rest so, of the team ain't that good <laughs> so yeah I, that's what like makes I it said, tough it's not his only no hitter if it was his only no hitter it'd be like oh, well did he really get one so yeah sure that'd be tough give it to him I don't think it really counts but give it to him um, before we jump into the next one. The one you forgot, uh, speaking of striking out Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Uh, Rizzo? Striking oh, out Freddie okay. Freeman? Did he... I didn't see it. I like heard that it's it was incredible. funny and then he like, yells at him or something. It's incredible. It's, uh, you know, who knows how fast the pitch was. It had to be slow. Uh, yeah. Struck out Freddie Freeman, who was four for four for the day. Uh, you <laughs> know, it's like 10-0 Braves. And uh, Rizzo strikes him out. Best part about it is Freeman laughs, you know, says something to him. Rizzo laughs. I mean, they're at the point where, you know, a position player is. We're having a lot of position players pitch this year. It was, uh, it's just a great baseball moment of, I think one of the things we always forget is like, while we have these set up rivalries and this and that against each other. A majority of baseball players on every team like each other and are yeah. friends. I'm, I'm, I'm watching this video right now, and I'm, like, grinning from ear to ear. This is, like, this is a fun moment. Mm-hmm. Those two guys are just, that is, 
Oh man, how can you not smile watching that strike out? That's pretty it's a, cool. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, now is. going to something uh, very serious. Uh, Bryce Harper got smacked in the face with a like almost ninety something mile per hour fastball. Him and the next guy. Uh, what did you? What? It, which was? I actually thought this. This was like. I mean, not like. Well, I don't know the right word for it. It was interesting. I guess I would say that like Harper gets hit. Guy right after him gets hit. And then, like, McCutcheon comes up. And Andrew McCutcheon, like, gets beamed a lot in his career and has, like, he hasn't said it, but he said it is kind of like oh, yeah, this is yeah. racism, basically. He's like, you're hitting me because I'm a black guy who's good at baseball, basically. And he's, like, straight up come out and been like, this is fucking ridiculous that, like, you're allowed to, like, fucking injure me to this degree. And it's just part of the game. And he was, like, up next. And I was watching this. I was watching this. just like, Jesus Christ. Like, if they hit McCutcheon, I think they're fucking right. Oh, then it would be um, it'd be the end of it. What did you think? You think it was on purpose? I mean, I never think hitting someone in the face is on purpose. Uh, that pitcher uh, is wild sometimes. So, no, I don't think so. Uh, but... I'm glad he appeared to be okay. I, I I believe there was the initial test and everything said he was fine, which yeah, is yeah, incredible. Because uh, you always remember, you know, Giancarlo getting nailed in the face. Yeah, right in the jaw. Right in the jaw. and like That was a tough one. Hayward, you know, I think, had a similar. It's like, oh. That's why, I mean, now that thing on their face is like the norm. Uh, yeah. The, the extra part of the the batting helmet um but yeah uh you know i don't think it was intentional but i didn't think it was either to be honest i thought it was interesting i thought this was kind of maybe a light week for baseball news outside of the kind of the big two stories mm-hmm. nl west really taking the crown this year for us you know rockies car last week we, we spent the whole episode talking dodgers padres and then well, this that's week, what happens legitimate we... top two news stories are are somehow Diamondbacks Rockies. The last uh, last episode we winged it, so that's what's going to happen. Is uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. that was the story though. That was the story of baseball last week. Um, moving on, the uh, Degrom, the best pitcher, best pitcher uh, in baseball in baseball by a lot. Can't can't get any. Uh, any runs from the Mets, huh? Yeah, I kind of want to combine the last two stories because I just think it's like hilarious. It's the, it's the classic time is a flat circle of of course the Mets. You know, they spend all this money to stop me if you've heard this before. You know, they're 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 turning it around this year. Stop me if you've heard this before. And Madison Bu- and Madison Bumgarner, blah, Jacob Degrom is like zero and two or like zero and zero because like they still can't score a fucking run for this guy. Uh and then the next story is that the A's went on a 13-game winning streak again because time is a flat circle. Yep, yep. It's it's interesting. I uh, I think April. I mean, I mentioned this earlier. I think April baseball is the most interesting baseball there actually is. And the reason I say that is, it's the month of overreactions, right? Oh yeah. It's the month of uh, this team is terrible. Uh, this team is amazing. This team will never go anywhere. Everything you can ever imagine. And then typically by the time we reach mid-May, everything is returned to the way it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Uh, I, I would I would agree. That's that is. It's this is this is bizarro ball, where the really good hitters are all hitting like five hundred. Really good pitchers all have an ERA of like point five, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we turn around in July and it's like, oh yeah, nobody can hit above like two seventy, and every pitcher's at about a three ERA. We're all of a sudden back to normal. Uh, so. You know, I, I think the Mets will get it together. Um, I think DeGrom will hope. continue to pitch the way he does slash has. Um, I Dude, hope his, they don't his numbers him. this year are crazy. He's got three. He had three games in a row of 14, 14, and 15 strikeouts. It's, it's just like. He's averaging somewhere around three hits per game <laughs> given up. It's crazy. just crazy. It's just crazy. Um. All right. Let's. Uh, yeah. We're running a little news. behind, so let's let's hop into some op eds. Yeah. This uh, one's a real simple one. Early season, Ryan. Who's your MVP right now? Oh man, that's tough. Uh, I'm gonna try to not look at your list. Uh, I I gave kind of a, a like a word bank, if you will, a list of names you could consider, but nobody has to be taken. Well, you know what's so funny is I actually read. Uh, <clears throat> A tweet earlier today that gave me uh, five players from each uh, division, or not division, each league, uh, yeah. of the MVP rankings. And the funniest part is the NL, I'm like, I'm in pretty much agreement with. The AL, it just shows me how much AL baseball I don't watch. <laughs> because I'm like... Uh, I couldn't tell you if this is uh, correct or not. Let me guess. The AL was Xander Bogarts. No, he's not even on the list. He's How is he not on the list? The Red Sox have the most wins of any team, and he's their best player. Try again. Uh, I'll give uh, you... The, the first hint is, of course, number one, you should always be able to guess. Uh, Mike Trout. There you go. Uh, Vlad Jr. Nope. How is Vlad Jr. not in the MVP? Number right? two is on the Red Sox, but... Oh, J.D. Martinez? Yeah, that's who they have listed at number two. Uh, right. Number three is your boy, who you've called early on. Uh, Tyler Glass now. No, come on. You called him. I said you called him early on. I disagreed with you. Uh, that sounds like every take we have. Um, Otani? Oh, Otani. Of course. Well, that's the buzzy one, right? Yeah, yeah. Otani... Uh, what are the odds? Uh, Oakland A's. Mark, Mike, Mike, uh, Chapman? Nope, nope. The next two teams are, uh, Minnesota and White Sox. Buxton yep. and Mer- Mercedes. Damn, you're good. Damn, you're oh, good. No, I watch, I watch baseball. That is <laughs> impressive. I would, <clears throat> I would have been able to get Trout and Otani. Yeah. Outside of that. Have known. Those are the five best seasons. Buxton's not going to get it because the team is eight and fifteen. So theoretically, if you extrapolate out these records, there's no way that they're going to give an MVP to a guy whose team like misses the playoffs by ten games. Now, uh, I kind of like this game. I kind of like where we're going here. Let's see Please. if you can get the five the NL. NL. Now, okay. here's what I'll say about the NL. You don't have to get them in order. Sure. Let's just see if you can get the five. Okay. Uh, Bryce Harper. Yep. Ronald Cunha Jr. Yep. Going down the list. Oh, Jesse Winker. Nope. What? 
Oh, that's crazy town. Uh, yeah, he's been doing great too. I, I actually agree with that one. Tatis. Yep. That's dumb, but not Winker. All right. Uh, that's how many three? That that's I just three. Got? Go on. You got two more. Oh boy. Okay. Let's really examine. Uh, Degrom maybe. Maybe they get there a pitcher. MVP there you vote? go. Yep. yep. One more. Going. Come is on. He a position player or pitcher? He is a position position player. Okay. Okay. Calculating. <laughs> I actually Let's... don't think you'll get this one, uh, and I don't know why, but I don't think you'll get it. I think you're going to look other places. You think I'm going to look other places? Well, so the one that they should say that it's not going to be is Mookie Betts. Nope. No, Mo- I wouldn't. Said... I wouldn't say it would be Mookie this year so far. No. I think he's been good, and the Dodgers are the best team in the NL. Um, You're on the right team. uh, I'm on the right team. Oh, then it's going to be McKinstry. No. Come on. Seager? Nope. Oh, JT. There you go. Come on. The real JT. The real JT. The real JT. The real JT. I hear him as JT. Every time I see Turner, I go, oh, that's JT. Yeah, he's, we all know. If you JT. look at his stats so far, oh yeah, they're ridiculous. They're, they're, they're unreal. Insane. They're unreal. He, uh, his stats are so good. It's like I'm sorry. Why? Why did we debate signing this guy? <laughs> well, so it's kind of amazing. In the off season, he uh, changed his diet, uh, started a new workout plan. He lost like ten pounds or something like that. Best best shape of his life. <laughs> uh, no, legitimately, it's funny. They always say that, but this is pretty legitimate. Like. He's right. looks like you see it and you're like, man, really good. And then, I mean, ever since he worked with, uh, I don't even remember when he reinvented his swing. And that was like, you know, back when he kind of came back into the league, uh, he's just got the same approach. He, but now he can uh, move his bat faster is what they're saying. So like he's hit more home runs than normal. He's doing all these things that he didn't do before because he actually has more power because he, you know, lost some weight, put it in a muscle, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, he's killing Tim it. Wallach. Tim Wallach is the hitting coach. That's not who he worked with. He worked with like a, Ow. you know, you know how they have those. Uh, I'm going to totally mess it up, but like uh, the clinics or whatever that you can pay a lot of money right. to go, you know, those type guys. Like the the ones that like Bauer goes to now and all that shit. Uh, right, right, right. All the all the weird baseball uh, things. Yeah. Um, well, all of which is to say, Ryan, uh, who's your who's your MVP so far? I mean, I think Acuna, Acuna would Acuna. be uh, so far, in my opinion, uh, the number one. But then I debate it because it's like there's always that debate of offense. Versus defense, and you know, I think Degrom is neck and neck up there. I know they rarely go with a pitcher, but if they were to consider it right now, he's having an MVP season. So, yeah, those would be my two. Yeah. Um, of course, would I love to see JT get it? I would. I don't. I don't think he'll hold up in MVP season. I think he'll be solid as can be. I think he'll be very good all season long. I just don't think he'll be better than than other guys. And it's tough to see the Dodgers not sitting him a bunch for yeah. Dodger reasons, you yeah, know, which will health probably... reasons as we get deeper and all that. Uh, Tatis, I think, 
will always be I, good. I don't know uh, if he'll, again, be MVP. Harper would be fun just because, like, the dude gets so much shit and is always working on his game. And is he's always consistent. 260 People and, always. you know. But if he had a breakout season right now in his on his new team with his long contract, all that shit, yeah, it'd be cool. Would love it. Yeah. Harper's a good one. I definitely it's, – it's, it's so early. It's funny. Even in putting together kind of a list of, like, potential candidates, I'm like – well, all these players, if they if their current stat lines hold up, it's going to be an all time season. Like if Degrom, or um, if if Jacob Degrom, Tyler Glasnow, or Carlos Rodon, if any one of those three ends the season with the current numbers that they have right now, like it will be an all time season. Like mm-hmm. it will be the all time season, basically. So it is is very early. So it's hard to go against the pitching because like they're just so fucking good. I mean, I already mentioned those Degrom stats. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Vlad Jr. is hitting like 400. He just hit like three home runs the other day. Acuna is amazing, but he's already, you know, spent a week or two on the DL. I'm kind of leaning Otani at this point, if we're being honest. I'm kind of – his hitting is incredible. I mean, at a minimum, he'll get comeback player, you know. Yeah, that's true. Lock it in. <laughs> so let's uh, – what do you say we speed right along to the listicles? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, – Ryan, I pointed this out to you the other day thinking I had discovered something incredible only to learn that the entire internet was was on it. Uh, that through his, his first 69 at-bats, Mike Trout was hitting 420. Uh, shout out Trevor Bauer. And, uh, <laughs> and it got me thinking, what are my favorite and least favorite stats in baseball? Uh, oh, okay. And this is, this is not a judgment of how indicative the stat is of how good you're doing. Uh, this is just like the stats that I gravitate towards because uh, baseball is such a stats-heavy game. Uh, I'm going to go in reverse order. So number five for me, favorite stats, uh, OBP. Uh, it's a great number. I like it. It's on base uh, plus it's, – it's walks plus hits. And uh, it's always fun to see the high walk rate guys like the Barry Bonds of the world where it's like he hits like 350 – but then, like, his OBP is, like, 600, and you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That gets walked a lot. OBP <laughs> ranks uh, higher for me than it does for you because I just think it's a clearer picture. Yeah. And yeah, I know there's, like, OPS and OPS Plus and all this, like, there's these wildly yeah. complicated ones. But for me, OBP, it's, it's simple, but it's effective because it gives me how much they're hitting. But really... What's their plate discipline? Are they good at the plate? Yep. Are they striking out a lot? No. They're able to get on. I, OBP is one of my, my top stats, personally. We agree on OBP. Ryan's higher on it than me. My number four, average exit velo. Uh, I like to know a guy sitting the ball hard. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I like. Uh, I just love it when people are like, you know, sure, he's only hitting 250, but go with me on this and it's like he's got a top five average exit velo blah 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 just just talking about guys hitting the ball hard yep uh average exit velo is that stat to me it says he hits the ball hard a lot uh and it's like a good like it's the number is dope because like we're so used to like oh 100 miles per hour that's a fast ass pitch and then you see like 
average exit velo of like 140 and you're like whoa <laughs> like that's like twice as fast as the pitch and it's just like a great number to read i fucking love it dude it's my number four <laughs> your your joy of baseball's details warms my heart yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this is and this is that list yeah. this is that list uh number three is war which is, it's funny that I go, and you'll notice kind of a theme of my lists is that I like a little bit more, tradi- I like either a traditional stat or like a stat that just like blows my mind but is consumable. Yep. Uh, war is the stat that is, it's, I have no fucking idea how they calculate it, but you're just like, it's like some nerd sat in a lab and war was like, War is so Trout. weird to me. And everybody like, calculates it differently. <laughs> especially in the way it works, too, because you're like, oh, man, he's got a three war. That's amazing. And you're like, so wait, that means they only get three additional wins with him? It doesn't feel like a team? lot. Like, there's 162 games. Wouldn't he do more? It's like, it's the weirdest stat that I know what's good and bad of it, but I don't get how it works. Here's, here's what I legitimately want to know. Uh, and then I'll get back into why I love it. If you add up everybody's war in baseball for the whole season, for the whole does season, it does add it equal? Does it equal 162? Like you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, uh, yeah, I probably not. Probably not. And this is this is why I love war because some nerd sat in a lab. And was like, Mike Trout is eight games, is eight wins better than anyone else on the planet. And you're just like, you know what, man? It's like, it's like um, um, in environmentalism, they have this thing. I, I forget what it's called. My wife got a, got a grad school degree in it where basically you can take every single action and, and boil it all down to how much carbon gets released into the air. And then you can like do a carbon calculate of like everything. So it's like, oh, I want to compare the environmental impact of like recycling versus like burning trash, you know, or like recycling versus like solar power or whatever, like, like even like different levels of environmentalism, right? Mm -hmm, Like not all mm -hmm. greenhouse gases, you can somehow mathematically turn everything into how much carbon it releases. And then you can like basically see the the total impact based off carbon for everything and to me war is that where it's like somebody took every little thing in baseball and they just boiled it all down to a win or a loss and then they gave Mike Trout more than anyone else and I'm just like it's such a clean way and I don't care that I don't know how it's calculated because it's just like it's that it's that clean yep it's a so it's a it's a like I said, it's a. There's so many stats of baseball that I get. You can't see my air quotes that I get, but I don't understand. That's war. Yeah. But 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 of all those stats, war is the one where you're like, okay, that guy's the best. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, I get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, max fastball velocity. Uh, <laughs> from it just the, makes me from laugh. The, from the guys that brought you average exit velo yeah. comes, um, yeah, uh, just like like the, it's like the uh, Araldis Chapman, uh, Aaron Hicks, not Aaron Hicks, uh, something Jordan Hicks stat of just like how fucking hard did he throw the ball? Uh, this one's very self-explanatory. Uh, I have it at number two because 
like that's that's like always the thing maybe as a kid right it's like oh like he throws the ball hard yep. you know it's the one and, and it's like the one where like when it's really intense like you can see the reaction on the hitter's face like when chapman first entered the league and guys were just giving you the big like the big whites of their eyes just like whoa <laughs> that's a fast fucking ball <laughs> And and I think what's even greater is that now everybody like really really throw everybody in baseball has like really good velocity now is what they say and so that's why all these control guys are like doing really well because like everyone's used to really high heat and so now it's it's even it's even funnier of a stat to me because it doesn't really matter anymore yeah like it's it's not even about how fast you can throw it's about how good you can locate it and and you know the difference between your fastball and your off speed totally. And yet there's still something so incredible about when a guy hits 100 plus. Well, because it's fucking fast. Because it's fucking fast. <laughs> really fucking fast. Love it. My number one. Uh, I went with number one because it's a classic uh, average. Uh, I know OPP is more indicative. You know, I, I'm, I'm willing to admit that. I'm willing to admit, you know, OPS mm-hmm. and all that shit. But for me, uh, I see a guy hitting 300, and I go, good ball player right there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very <laughs> simple. It's very simple. It, the simplicity of it's beautiful. But that's where OBP like, comes in, right? Because it's like, is it as simple as we... No, uh, it never is. You know, we think, because a guy could have a, a high average, but when he's not on, he strikes out all, every other time, and his OBP is terrible, and you're like, well, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's I you, you're right, you are right. But I do uh, like it. It's very simple. But, but my I pure joy it. of the simplicity. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, for the ones that you didn't include that I uh, would would mark under favorites. It's funny because please. a lot of my uh, stats, both uh, favorite and least favorite, are uh, pitching because nice uh, whip. Right. Yeah, whoops are good. Uh, I think this it's is a favorite. really good one, especially when you get into the like middle uh, of the order, or you know, into relief pitchers and all that. It's like mm. it helps you understand because their ERA, which is another one I like, but can also be so wild. Right? They allowed two runs, but they only pitched one inning, and uh, their right. ERA is like through the roof and you're like oh man or they're this coming in stinks. in high leverage situations a lot of the time so it's like all right is it really fair to like you know really put all this era on this guy correct so that's why i like whip because it's like oh okay this gives me a better idea of of if this guy is good or not um i'm just gonna cheat because i'm gonna tell you my least favorite stat please uh, which is uh wins and losses for pitchers yeah I think yeah, it's the stupidest stat that is uh, used a lot, and it's terrible. I mean, per example, I mean, it's used it's used for Cy Youngs like as the correct. primary stat, which is hilarious. Degrom uh, got one run. Uh, what did was that run against him? I actually don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he got one run against him, and uh, loses that game, and it's like. Now he's got a loss for that. But yet, a pitcher may get five runs against him in a game. But if his team scores six uh, runs in that same time he's in, well, he got to win. And it's like, uh, this, is a, this is a dumb 
Yeah, no, it's completely fucking nonsensical. It's and it's also like, I mean, like you haven't even gotten into it, but like qualifying for a win is like so fucking weird. Like it's like you have to be in the at least the fifth inning, yep. but then like relievers can come in for like literally one one inning and get a win. Your offense happens to score more runs than that inning, and you get the win. And it's like you can like you like shut down the side right to keep the game tied yep. or, or even to like keep the loss minus one. And then the next half inning, your team scores five runs, and then they bring in a different pitcher after you, and you get the win. So like you never pitched with the lead, and you get the win. That's the that's that's my uh, problem. Is there needs to be. There needs to be a stat that's kind of fixed because I also think there needs to be a stat for middle relievers for what they do outside of stat. wins and losses. Holds. W- holds. There's a holds? Mm-hmm. I don't think I know this stat. Because I'm going to blow. Yeah. Like, I think saves are a stupid stat, too. I love saves. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think it's a silly stat. But I feel like the middle guys, I don't know. Holds. Is this, am I, like, somehow missing a... Uh, uh, a stat that's been around. You are missing a stat. Holds has been around for a while. What the fuck is holds? It's it's when it's basically when your team has the lead and you don't give it up. Interesting. I uh... go look at a, go look at like an ESPN box score of like the last couple of Dodgers games. You'll see some H's next to some pitcher names. Well, in this moment, my life has changed. Uh, the stat I wanted uh, has existed, and I missed it. Holds are designed to credit late relief pitchers who are not closers. For those pitchers, their primary job is not to relinquish the lead while getting the ball. Well, I, I feel like uh, I feel like I should just sign off. This podcast is now dead because you, you've been. Bested. I don't know baseball anymore, so. That's super funny. And cl- uh, saves are funny too because um, – so first of all, again, the, the theme of this episode is, is Ryan's right and Bernie knows that. But it's still like my – my you know, it's, it's, it's heart and brain, right? Uh, the thing about saves that's really funny is that A, they're like so situational, right? It's the same – it's the exact same thing as wins, right? But also like these closers have these contracts based off of how many saves they get. And they know that if you have a lot of saves, like you get a better contract, you know, when you're a free agent. Yep. So yep. like they get like upset when they come in the game in a non-save situation because they're like, why are you wasting my arm? This isn't going to get me paid anymore. Isn't that crazy? So it's so interesting, like how these things matter, but don't matter. Yeah. Anyway. Yep, yep, yep. It's like, Okay, uh, so go finish your uh, your least favorite here, Burn, because I, I actually, you know, I gave you all mine, and then I agree with a couple of yours here. I li- I liked yours. Uh, so my my top five least favorite again, five to one. Uh, even though this one, I don't remember if I actually. I know I ordered my favorites. I don't know if this is a order order or not. Number five is defensive runs saved. Um, I like the idea of rewarding defense. There's like 50 different ways that they talk about it. They talk about like outfield range. Oh, yeah. They talk about like infield range. Defensive run save is supposed to be some kind of all-encompassing metric. For some reason, I think what I love about war is that war is like every little action of baseball all adds up to this one number. And defensive run saved is kind of like every action of defense adds up to this one number. And I'm like, nope, you got to go all the way or none of the way. Like it's And, and I think that's why I don't like – I, that's why I don't like it. I, I think I'm sure it's a really, really accurate number to a degree. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, I'll tell you, I mean, like, honestly, if I'm going to actually roast something now that I'm thinking about it, I would like to switch defensive runs saved to fielding percentage because fielding percentage, Derek Jeter, I remember at the end of his career, won a gold glove because he had the highest fielding percentage at shortstop, but he had like the worst range of any shortstop in the past like 20 years or something. Crazy I feel like, like defense that. is always the hardest one to break down. Def- Defense is the hard one, uh, which is why it's like just the num- the stats are never my favorite. Yep. Um, so that's number five. Uh, number four is max sprint speed, like percentile. Because <laughs> I notice this every year is that like somebody will be described as like, oh, he's in like the – 98th percentile for sprint speed and so what you're doing because it is like people describe it in percentiles they don't they don't say like i mean sometimes people will say he's the fastest around the base paths or whatever and that's i'm fine with that but when they talk about the percentile i'm like so you're doing a couple things here number one you're making me remember how much i don't actually fucking remember how bell curves work Because it's like, you know what I'm talking about. It's like that weird percentile yep, where like yep. when you're within 97, you're actually like the best, but it makes it seem like you're like the third best. Uh, and then on top of that, and, and maybe it's just me, I feel like every time I read a new article about like the sprint speed and the fastest player in baseball, every time it changes. And it's like, like every third day, it's either like Byron Buxton or um, – or uh, Dylan Carlson of the Cardinals, or and there's like one other guy, and like every other month, I'm like, I hear, I read some article that's just like, and of course we all know that Byron is the fastest player because of his blah 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 percentile, and I'm just like, I hate yesterday you said it was this yeah. dude, yeah. You can I'm, just I'm say these it. dudes are some of the fastest. Thank you. Yeah. Simplify. Yeah. I, I yeah, agree I, with that one. That's a that's a dumb. There, there's better there's better ways to tell me a guy is. Fast. There's better ways to talk about that. Um, number three, uh, average launch angle. Uh, this is the, the launch angle revolution that we talk about. Um, but more importantly, I don't know what a good one is. And no, I also just, no amount of explaining will ever make it make sense to me. I don't care what your launch angle is. Ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Ugh. I'm, I'm kind of with you on the don't care. And I just also – it's just like a nonsensical number to me. Like who uh, which cares? Is kind like, of, what are we measuring here? Are we – like great. They want to measure how willing guys are to swing for the fences because they think it's a statistically more valuable approach I, to the game. I just want to know. Are you telling me – and maybe. But are you telling me when a player goes up to bat, they're sitting there thinking, man, if I could hit this at a 67 – degree angle today so there is there is an ideal launch angle that's not really so from what i understand the idea behind average launch angle is kind of like you want a guy to hit either a line drive or like or like a home run you don't ever want a guy to hit the ball in the dirt yeah and, and so you I also think that's don't the want idea a, behind it to pop out to right? pop out so i get it's it's almost like like in the same respect that we want you to hit the ball fair and not foul, we want you to hit the average launch angle in between these two, blah, blah, blah. But that being said, I have no fucking concept of like what a well, good think, one is, what a bad one is. I think uh, Alex Rodriguez and ESPN is what ruined 
uh, this stat for us because if I have to hear him say it one more time, I'm going to, well, I actually mute ESPN a lot when they're on for baseball because they're miserable. But, like, it could have been an interesting stat. But how many times have we heard him talk about it, but not really explain it, but talk about it like it matters, but not really tell you anything other than they're trying to hit homers with it. That's all they all they want to talk about. I think what I've noticed about ESPN's broadcast is that they want you to think baseball is good so badly. Like it's like I can sense the desperation in their voices. I think that's what's tough about it, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like you're like, we get it. You want us to like this. Like, stop, like, constantly begging me to like. It's the same thing that John Gruden did with football. It's like, dude, if we're we already put here. An in game interview going where we only show the screen half the size, will people like it more? If we showed less baseball. If we showed less baseball. Yeah. Um,. Second to last one, uh, XFIP, uh, fielding independent pitching, that is. Uh, this is outcomes-based pitching. It's a stat. I don't know fucking – I don't understand it. I know the low one is good. Uh, I don't get how it's calculated. Uh, it's not a clean number to me. Therefore, I am uh, I am out on XFIP. I, uh, I agree. I, I don't even – it falls in the category of Ryan doesn't understand. It's an advanced metric that I like. I'll like look at it to be like, all right, this guy's been, you know, field, fielding independent pitching. Uh, but um, I just, again, it's, 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 it's right up there for me with um, like defensive run safe. I'm like, I have no fucking idea how you get to this. And it seems a little arbitrary. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like maybe, maybe, yeah. If, but I'll, I'll never, I'll, I'll never, I'll never. Respect. I'll never love it as a stat. I guess I would say. All right. All right. Uh, and my number one, uh, which might ruffle some feathers, uh, OPS, uh, on base plus slugging. Uh, I I I have no concept of like what a good one is, what a bad one is. Like average, I like. Even OBP, I can get behind. I don't fully get how slugging is calculated, and then what a good one is, and then when you add that to OBP, I just like. I it don't gets- understand what's happening anymore. I like what they're trying to do here, but again, I mean, it's part of my brain. I'm not uh, very good at math, and right. when you start putting in these very advanced stats that require, <laughs> I understand math a advanced little better. Advanced degrees. <laughs> uh, yeah, then it's a then it's a a little bit of an issue for me. I just want something. Uh, the Dodgers recently, and by recently, I don't know what's recent anymore, probably in the last five years, when they updated their scoreboards, they fill it now with all these advanced stats, which is very cool. But I don't know how many times I'm at the game and I'm like, I'm going to look at just those two. Because everything else I have to look up and then I have to remember if it's good or not. Right. Right, too much, too much homework required. I appreciate that somebody did this. I do. Right. I just, I won't. My brain will probably never be able to comprehend it. And I've read a lot of books on this shit, and I'm like, mm, brain's not taking it. Brain's not taking it. Not happening. Um, well, I agree with you, Burn. I think that's a a good uh, number one. 
This was a strong, yeah, this was a strong listicle. This was a fun one. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you coming up with these every week. Maybe I should come up with one sometime. This is your homework assignment. Next week, it's your, it's your time to shine. Oh, boy, Bert. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, well, let's, so what we're going to do, this might be a bit of an awkward edit, but we're going to take the MLB The Show rant from early in the episode. We're going we're gonna to plop it down here. It's going to be Ryan's Video Game Corner. Well, we'll just say that. And now we're in Ryan's Video Game Corner, and uh, I'm going to talk about uh, MLB The Show. <laughs> I've been playing uh, MLB The Show, the new one. Nice. Uh, and doing the March to October, and uh, the Rockies offered me Trevor Story for uh, uh, Gratterall, and then like two prospects I had never heard of. Your boy Bruzdar, and I was like, <laughs> um, "Yes, I'll take that trade." Although the well, automatic where we, roster, timeout. I have so many questions. Yeah. I have so many follow-up questions. Where, yeah, okay, A, number one, where, where did you put Story? Because you already got Corey Seager. You already got JT. You already got Gavin at, Lux. I put him at second. I, Lux is Lux is sitting. Lux You're comes sitting into, Lux. You're just like the real Dodgers. Lux comes into uh, pinch hit uh, mainly. Incredible. Like, uh, I mean, when they, when they offered me the trade, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play him over Seager. But I'm like... How I mean, I in say, division, too. Incredible. How can I say no to this trade? I, I feel like that no. was his last uh, uh, trade before uh, they fired him. I mean, I guess it depends. <laughs> his last trade before they fired him was a video game trade to Ryan. Um, MLB okay. show. Follow-up question, and, and I guess I, this shouldn't surprise me at all. So I've always felt like the fun part of sports video games is playing, like, the fantasy franchise mode where like you get to pick any player you want and put them on yep, your team. Yep. But you just play as the real Dodgers, right? Uh, I typically play the March to like October storyline, which is like you just play highlights and challenges along the way, right? Oh, like, like they'll be like, uh, you're down two runs, uh, come back and win this game. Or... Uh, you know, play really well as this player for a season-long boost, complete the no-hitter, that type of shit, and then it just goes to the end. Mm. Uh, Playing the fantasy version, which you can, uh, I'm just not very good at. It's t- well. They made they made sports video games very very like complicated to do the fantasy. It used to be like. It used to be pretty simple. It was kind of like pick your players, you can train them if you want to, and that's it. And now they're like, which region do you want to assign this individual scout? Yeah, to? And you're just and like, oh my god, what? <laughs> I mean, I I was playing um, Madden in the franchise mode. Yep, same thing. Um, and they like, you know, they're like, okay, so now which which guy do you want to sign? You know, uh, on a contract to keep, which guys do you want to trade? Which guys do you do this? And I'm like, I don't know what my fucking cap is. I don't know. And then I would try to like adjust the salary, and the guy would be like, I'm offended. And I'd be like, It's <laughs> yeah, not. Like, wait, I didn't even change it game. that much from what you offered me. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know a, um, enough. And I'll tell you right now, playing MLB the show because I. 
I used to play as beginner, but that gets old because the pitcher for the opposing team typically will just throw all strikes then. So I've been, I moved up to, I don't know, there's like a mode called like dynamic and it like kind of adjusts as you play. Nice. But when you bat, you've got to like watch where it's going to go and you've got to move your bat to kind of line up with the ball and then of course time it. I it's it's so fucking hard. It's like as hard as uh, I mean obviously not as hard, but I feel like it's legitimately like you're playing baseball. Like I'm like, "Oh, I got this." And then it like goes in the dirt and you swing and you're like, "All right, I guess I see how you guys uh, did that. That looked like it was coming right down the middle." Or you swing too it's, early cuz it's a changeup versus fast. It's like it's the hardest game I've ever played. Uh, yeah, that's that's like also my like I I got MLB this show like just for franchise mode. I it was like a, it was like a sale. It was like fifteen bucks. I was like, yep. fuck it, I'll get it. And it was yep. like, oh, I'll do like a fantasy draft, and then like I'll like develop the player scout. That'll be fun. That'll scratch like a fun little baseball itch that I kind of have because I'm a big fantasy sports guy. And like I started like it was like while I was waiting for the game to download, it lets you kind of play the the whatever mode. And I was like, I don't want to be doing this. This is so difficult. And then once it finally downloaded, that's what it was like. Okay, it's, so you have five scouts. You can hire and fire some of them, and then you have to decide how they allocate their time every week for uh, 165 weeks. And you're just like, how long? What? <laughs> they made them so complicated. It's so days. complicated. And it's like I appreciate um, that they put in as much as they do to these things. But I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I want them to put – I want them to take all that energy and all that focus and I want them to put it into the actual gameplay. Like just the physical game itself, the physics Absolutely. of it, the the programming of it, if you will. And and like just think think like a gamer. Just think like somebody who maybe has like – an hour and a half to play, like yeah, maybe, and they, maybe three hours to play. Not I get like, really oh, frustrated yeah, by like the controls and stuff too. Like, there's no sprint button, right? You're like you're in the outfield and you're trying to chase down a, a fly ball. It's like no, you have one speed. You run. That's how fast no. the guy runs. It's like yeah, that's less fun, right? And it's it, that's like a simple thing you could add. It's like come on, that would add a dimension. These to guys it. run differently. They may kind of move. Oh shit, it's really going. Give me the ability to sprint. You know, you can still make it realistic, but at least give yeah. me the, the ability to change their speed. I'll tell you a game that has everything you're looking for right now, Ryan, is oh, Mike I'd... Piazza's Strike Zone. Hey, probably. <laughs> it probably does. The other thing that drives me crazy on this game is uh, the base running controls. I can't tell you how many times I've been trying to send a guy home, and then I get That's thrown out on another base because yeah. it like runs them all, and I'm like... No, that's the classic. That's the classic, classic baseball video game problem. That okay. they'll, they'll I, I'm like, I'm like, they'll never solve that. As long as I live, they will never solve that problem. And I've read the controls, and maybe I'm an idiot, which is really fair. Technically, in the video game world, I'm getting old. Uh, I still can't figure it out how to run one when, guy. When we go back to the office in like whatever many months, I'm bringing my N64. Oh, and Mike Piazza's strike zone. It'll be the best zone. game ever. Best and game you, ever. I, I will show you the joys of Mike Piazza's strike zone because it's they made hitting really fun and really simple. Well, they made it, 
they made it. It's either basically a ball or a strike, and it's either basically a fastball or an off-speed pitch. So you're kind yeah, of I guessing just, between four outcomes. Which it's, is it's kind games. of all I – like, yes, I like it being realistic to a degree. But I don't want it as simple as the beginner where it only throws me strikes. I like kind of guessing. But where I get where it really starts to suck is moving the left joystick – to line up your bat with a high throw, a low throw, you know, because you're like, oh. Yeah, that I'm seems like, like a whole fucking thing. <laughs> Boy, Ryan, that was uh, that was a great discussion that we just had about MLB The Show. Really, really great. I'm glad we didn't throw it in at the beginning because that would be awkward. No, it would have made no sense in the middle of the news segment. But back here at the end of the show. <laughs> back at the end of the show, it's perfect. The good better. thing about this show is we stay on track. Uh, and we never go on tangents about things that don't matter. Our focus is only matched by my timeliness getting the episodes up. <laughs> uh, on, a, on another tangent, Burn, uh, we have to do a non-episode where we can just talk the NFL draft because uh, I like the way your brain works and I'm so curious to hear what you think on uh, so much of it. Uh, I love it. Because I don't know enough, but uh, I watch it anyway. And, I uh, love the NFL draft. So do I. I don't know why I'm so entertained. I'm like, Rams never even drafted in the first round, and I'm like, oh man, what's this next thing going to take? This is this is where, and I, I I just I drilled it down to the perfect phrase. It's where the NFL meets your imagination. All That's right. what's beautiful All about right. the draft. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah. On that note, uh, Burn, as always, this is the highlight of my week. I love talking baseball with you. I love uh, letting our uh, five to uh, nine fans uh, yeah. listen to us rant for an hour. And a very special message to those five fans. You know, we, we've decided we don't need to spread the show, right? Like we don't want it. We want this to remain for a very special core audience. Just watch it twice. That's all we're saying. If you Listen if you, to it twice. If you listen to it twice, we'll, uh, we'll have a better time. Yeah. We'll get the numbers we want, but we'll keep the fan base at the core that we think it's really special at. And, uh, you know, we'll all be happy as a result. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll happen. Uh, on that note, Burn, uh, we got to start tweeting and we got to update our website. So let's put that on our to-do list before our next episode. Um, and, yeah, I hope everybody has a... What day is it? Friday? A great weekend. This will probably go up yeah. on Monday, so it won't make any sense. But uh, hope you all have a great weekend, and until uh, next time. Bye.